Shine bright like the alga. Shine bright. You picked the alga over Deancey? Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I, I didn't even think of Deancey because I was between Dialga and Carbink. That's because it's a mythical mon that is irrelevant. Oh god. Well, folks, welcome to another episode of the Sprites of Life podcast. I'm Lucas. I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And we are hoping you're going to have a great time with us today as we go back to the world of Pokemon and talk about a subject we like. First things foremost, how y'all doing today? Good? Uh, no, dude, getting getting through it, Lucas, waiting for uh, some some of those terror raids to drop. I have done zero of them because I still have to beat them. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Don, how you been? Uh, all right. You know, doing a lot of work. I'm um, just sort of just day by day in it, mm-hmm. you know? Playing, playing a little Scarlet and Violet, uh, playing some video games here and there. Getting ready for Tears of the King. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. Excited about that. Um, still haven't played Engage yet. I'm like firmly now, I realize, I'm, I was complaining about something the other day, I've firmly become like a Fire Emblem boomer. <laughs> where I'm like, I don't like all this like side story and stuff like that. I, I want like a good linear story. Um, I don't, and I, you know what, I really enjoyed Three Houses. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't want to meet these kids and their emotional problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I was like, this ain't no Path of Radiance. <laughs> or, like, this ain't no, like, I mean, I, with, you guys know me. You know how I am about, it's not like I'm anti-anime. I'm like, I talk about how I'm not a weeb because I don't watch, like, no animes. And at the same time, like, oh, you've never played, like, you know, Thrasia 776, a Fire Emblem game that only has, like, a ja- that doesn't have an English translation. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I just play old Fire Emblems and then whine about the new ones. So, like, I guess I'm officially like an old man. Very excited about Pikmin. Yeah, 4. no, we got to. I'll write the episode myself if I have to for Pikmin Four. Oh God, Pikmin Four, Metroid Prime. So remastered. good, so good. We're jumping ahead with like things we're excited about, but by the time this goes out, the director will have been out. It'll be fine. Today's episode. <laughs> We are going back to Pokemon. We're not really talking about, like, a game or a series this time. We kind of want to talk about, well, uh, are any of you, like, the weird collector types? Like, you're not, like, the weirdos who collect an entire shiny decks, right? They're not- I would like, I mean, I like the idea, and I'll enjoy, I enjoy doing some shiny hunting. Um, from a competitive standpoint, it's mainly just for, like, it's like how, when I play Dark Souls, fashion is the most important of stat, you know? Rip is everything. And it's kind of like that with shiny Pokemon. Um, but just for fun, I will do some shiny hunting, mainly just as a side thing. No, drip, drip is life. I get it. I get it. Well, you can't call our audience. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about Pokemon, but specifically shinies, because they are a big part of the community. We have every Pokemon has a different color variation, but in nature, you see that too. And the different colors can mean different things. You can get completely absurd colorations in animals that you would never see in the wild because they couldn't survive. But then again, you also see colorations that make them even better at survival than they would and they normally would. And it's cool to take a look and see that. And I think that Pokemon, this is one of those times I think Pokemon did it on accident most of the time. Like it's one of those things where like Pokemon didn't like, you know, they thought it through when they put Stonehenge and Galar. I don't know if they thought this through. They just kind of, you know, slapped a color on it and hoped for the best. But who can? Well, if I remember right, the first, when they introduced Chinese in Gen 2, the first two gens of Shinies were, um, I think they were kind of like randomly generated almost. Oh, okay. 
So I'm, I'm, if I, 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 I could be wrong here. Um, but if I remember right, the first two, because if you look at the first two gens of shinies, um, it's kind of like extra random, and some some Pokemon just really lucked out, like Umbreon. I think it was mainly like palette inversions and stuff like that, or they just sort of randomized the color palette. And some Pokemon's like Umbreon and obviously the Red Nine Tails, Nine Tails, the Red Gyarados, obviously were kind of like big winners. Um, they probably maybe they picked Gyarados and Butterfree given pre-existing things, but um. And then Vaporeon was sad. Vaporeon was sad. Um, Charizard got a retcon. I believe Gen Two Charizard was like purple. Yeah. Um, and then they made it like black, and then they made it extra cool looking with like uh, shiny G Max Charizard. Honestly, regardless of my general Dynamax opinions, I think it looks. Pretty oh sick. yeah, no, it's a giant yeah. Death Dragon. It's pretty sick. Uh, so before we get too deep into biology and pigmentation, by the time this goes out. Again, we we just watched the Super Bowl this weekend. I gotta ask, um, Chris, what on God's green earth is the Pikachu play? Uh, so the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, have a play in their playbook because their quarterback, MVP, uh, MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes, is a Pokemon fan. Uh, it is called the Pikachu Formation, and they actually ran it during the Super Bowl. Get out of here! It is the most ridiculous looking play you will ever see because they have the offensive linemen lined up and then Mahomes is standing there and the skill players run in a circle around him and then quickly break get into formation and quick snap the ball they actually got a touchdown on it I think in the in I can't remember if it was in the playoffs or not but they have scored using that play this year that's insane <laughs> it's basically quick attack let's be real that's awesome though that's so I mean I love that being a nerd is cool now. I know there's so many people who are like, "Oh no, we had to suffer to be a nerd." They don't. They're too pretty. They're, Shut up. I think everyone needs to be more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a, the play. It's it's just it's fun. Like there's a lot of athletes now who are like very open to about their like so like Jamal Williams running back for the Lions. He had a lot of he's a video of him's been going around a lot of uh, where like he has a uh in an interview he's like he's like why are y'all talking to me i just want to go home and play pokemon oh and they, the guy said pokemon and he yeah. he called him out yeah. i respected that a lot i think i didn't i think i sent you that link maybe anytime my co-workers bring up football i'm like y'all know this player he likes pokemon y'all know this player he likes pokemon and they're like oh my god he even turned this into pokemon i was like you're darn right well robert robert whitaker big ufc uh fan myself being um former uh middleweight champion had uh, plays runescape uh, i learned yeah. so was... i would be funny that would be hilarious be like you know how the, everyone gets their song when they're walking in his is just like the sea shanty song from runescape dude sea shanty 2 is sea shanty 2 is a banger it's why you should walk out on it like how are you gonna all, all to say everyone being open about their nerdiness is a good thing for the world everyone enjoy what you want to enjoy and just have fun with now it. i will say don i had science news but you sent a science news that just seems to match pretty perfectly oh you're talking about the uh the golden largemouth yeah that dude in virginia who caught a golden largemouth bass yeah so um we I mean, we're gonna go more into it a little bit but i'm sure we'll talk about like albinism and like melanism and leucistism which are kind of like the main various color sort of morphs, I guess you would say, or like um, like genetic aberrations in color. But the golden largemouth, and I think not too long ago there was a golden crappie or white perch or whatever your regional dialect for the fish is as well. And it's where it's an example of xanthism, um, which is where the yellow color 
pigment is the one pigment that retains as opposed to like loses like we'll get more into it later but like you know with albinism there's no pigment but with xanthism there's yellow pigment um and it's results in a fish that kind of looks golden um if you guys want to as well look up um a golden crappie c-r-a-p-p-i-e um that was caught not too long ago as well and that's like another very like sort of stunning fish that's like sort of a cool um very very very, like rare but a very holy um it kind of looks like a genetic phenomenon it kind of looks like a big goldfish I don't mean to be that guy who's like always in the magic cards, but like that legit looks like a magic carp. There's also um the Cabria, which is also called the leopard grouper, and it's like a Pacific. Um, I've caught them while spearfishing in Baja before, um, and they have a variant of them that is golden as well. That honestly looks like a giant goldfish, but huh. um, it's really impressive that honestly any of those fish make it to adulthood, especially like the uh, the bass and the crappie. I believe the Cabria shift to gold later in life. Um, because when they're small, especially like being that golden yellow color, like they're not the best at hiding from predators. No, they're really not. And we'll definitely get into more of that in just a second. We'll yeah. go more into that as well. Yeah. But it's definitely a very rare color. Morph. And yeah, and that kind of just boils into our talking point. You are going to get a lot of variations and mutation in color because of just how many organisms there are, how many genes they're processing. You're going to get mutations down the line. And color is one of the most important things a living being can have. It's been, it's a result of millions, if not billions of years of evolution. And those colors are going to be generated by pigments, which really broad term for any substance that an organism produces that has color. A melanin is the most common amongst mammals, at least, that provides the darkening of color. Yes. More colors are used for all kinds of things. I don't want to focus on how color is made, more so on what the importance of the color is. Like, there's definitely someone who can go out there and tell you the chemical processes and refraction of light. That's not me. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy. I'm the macro guy. I'm the micro guy. I like seeing how it that effect takes place. So, like for example, I think it's so cool to talk about how animal colors can help them do everything from hide from animals to attract animals to them, and sometimes do both at the same time. Uh, I love how some colors help regulate temperature. I love how some colors are capable of making sure that you're warmer or you're colder. It's so cool to see that just the slight change in pigment can do so much. Now, of course, your pigment is going to be determined by genetics. And like any genetic code, they are subject to mutation or congenital disease. The most common that we are familiar with, pulp culturized, is albinism. And this is where your pigments just don't work. Like you don't have them. You are left with a skin that just has white-ish, and the reason your eyes turn red with albinism is because with no pigments in your eyes, all you have are the blood vessels, and that's why it gets pink. Melanism is my favorite, and it's not talked about. It's when you have an overproduction of melanin, and instead of turning white, you get dark or completely black. And this is where panthers come from. Here is my... The black panther. Black panther, here's my tangent. There's no such thing as a panther as an actual species. At all. Is it, so it, Panthera is like, is it the... Genus. The group? Genus. For like yes. jaguars. Panthera, yeah. Leopards. Panthera is also where lions are too. The big cats. It's the big, it's big cats that can't yes. roar. So lions, tigers, leopards, jaguars. That's their group. Yes. When a puma, a jaguar, or a leopard gets melanism, they go completely black in color or at least mostly black in color. That's where the idea of a panther comes from. It says, oh, it's not a species. It's just the name people have been calling a cat that's all black in color. 
And we also have the Florida panther, which is really like a subspecies of the North American. Yeah, it's all they're all they're all pumas. <laughs> it's all pumas. So in in the Jungle Book, is Bagheera a leopard? Is oh wait, he's in India, so leopard. He would be a leopard. Yes, he's a black. He's a leopard. The Black Panther would technically be a black leopard too. So it doesn't make him any less awesome. Black Panther is an awesome character in comics and movies, but still, it's technically a leopard. Still awesome. But it's a leopard. It's wrong. Now, of course, there are different ones as well. Like you mentioned, leucistic. Uh, I believe that's just the pigment, or only the white pigments are like coming off. Yes, and it's different than albino. A lot of leucistic animals will have like tend to have blue eyes or black eyes. Um, and like a big a big leucistic animal you see is um, that kind of gets like some press sometimes is alligators. And um, albino alligators are even still in like captivity are still pretty rare. Um, and a lot of white alligators are actually leucistic. The South Carolina Aquarium uh, used to have one named Alabaster that passed away in 2019. He was a fan favorite. I think the Georgia Aquarium still has them too. I know Gatorland has yeah. them. And I think the Alligator Farm in St. Augustine has them I think we should well. just take them away from Gatorland, to be honest with you. I'll be honest. I don't like the signage at Gatorland. They hillbillied it up and got rid of any possible learning you could have to appease the redneck crowd. And I'm like... You know you could have taught the rednecks, right? Alligator Farms in St. Augustine had, does uh, do some good education. I like them a lot. St. Augustine? No, yeah, you're right. That place is awesome. Yeah. If anyone gets a chance, this is a shout-out. St. Augustine Alligator Farm. It's sick. They have Gary. They have too, every crocodilian. Why don't more people go there? Yeah. It's sick. Um, but yeah, no, but yeah, um, a, a good way to tell the difference between al uh, leucistic and albino with most animals is to look at the eyes. Like I said, they're tip they'll typically be blue or black instead of the pink. Um, and that's a good way to tell the difference between a uh, albino and a leucistic animal. I'll say, Lucas, for the you talked about how rare it was. So the South Carolina Aquarium, in the uh, remembering alabaster article, said that there are estimated fifty alligators in the world that look like alabaster. Oh, did you know that there was a movie called Albino Alligator from nineteen ninety six? Oh no, is this like Sci Fi Channel original? Guess who directed it? James Gunn. Do you want to guess, Chris? Um, give me a hint. Um, they're canceled now. <laughs> I okay, I looked it up. It's Kevin Spacey. Oh it's Kevin Spacey. no! Oh, we should have. He he deserved to be canceled. Well, also it, it made it made. I, I kind of want to watch this movie because I'm kind of curious reading the plot. Um, it seems like a, a robbery in New Orleans, and I'm assuming maybe they tried to rob an albino alligator. Um, it had a six million dollar budget, and it made three hundred thousand. So um, I don't terrible. think it did too well. That is terrible. I kind of want to watch it. No, I'm very <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> it sounds. I need to know how. What kind of bad? He's canceled it for a reason. Don't give him the. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I'll I'll pirate it, but like, I want to see. Yeah. Is there an albino alligator in it? <laughs> there were 51, and then the movie came out. That's the important question. All right. Now, the reason that having these conditions, your melanism, your leucistic, your any of that, it's a major problem for a lot of animals. Wait, wait can I tell, tell a fun side fact about why um, the xanthism? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, so Xanthism is predominantly yellow, and I learned what Xanthism was. Uh, shout out to Dark Souls. I was at a bar trivia night, and it was um, 
xanthism like the broad question was like you know xanthism is uh the predominance of like this color and shout out to the xanthos crown to any dark souls dark souls 2 fans it's the giant yellow headdress thing that people wear um and that was my hint see you can learn from we just proved you can learn from video games sweet we'll add dark souls to the long list of games we're going to talk about now of course the melanism thing is awesome because like if you're a jaguar or panther hunting at night this is great you blend into the shadows good job but in many cases you will find that having these colorations it's very hard to survive like multiple bird studies have birds using coloration as an indicator of health like there's some bird that like oh this one is really red so he must have good genes let's go and reproduce with him if it's all white they're gonna want to leave you alone in fact, in human behavior, we've done this. Humans used to think one of two things of people with albinism. They were demons that needed to be killed or gods that needed to be worshipped at all times. Both things, not great for a society and definitely not good for someone's ego. One way or the other. Second one might be pretty great if you were... Yeah, the but that's not, good for, that's not good psychologically. That's not a healthy way to live when people treat you like a god. You need boundaries. You need, you need to be criticized at some point. I welcome anyone that wants to treat me like a god. I, I will say that the one very common like genetic issue that people really love are white tigers. Yeah. And you don't see them in the wild because being a white tiger stinks. You're going tigers are not living in the snow most of the time. They're going to be living in the brush. They're living in a lot of browns and greens. And orange is a really great color for blending in with the shadows. It's closer to red, and red is one of the first colors to disappear. Also, if you look at the um the vision the visual spectrum that a lot of cervids, so deers, uh, sorry, deer, see and um, their, I think it's their cone, yeah, cones are the color sensitive ones. Um, deer do not really see the color orange as well. It's their sort of like um, colorblind and like sort of a way where orange looks more like a sort of a muted brown and it kind of matches the color of the grass. That's why you can wear like bright orange colors while deer hunting for safety, but also not give your position away to the deer. Um, and tigers being orange, like if you look at a tiger through like, because I think deer see primarily it's like a, a green and blue. I think they're missing one of the third cone that humans have. Um, and a tiger sort of really, really blends in with the grass if you look at it through like a deer vision. Oh, I didn't even know that. Dang. Yeah, yeah look, look, Google it real quick, honestly, if you want. It's, um... All right. I, I will say that one of the th reasons people go nuts over seeing these animals is because the likelihood of their survival, as we were stating with the fish, really hard. Because if you stand out, you're food. If you look any different, a predator can pick you up in a lineup and eat you. But there are some animals that they've been able to get away with it and survive. With alligators, um, honestly, with any of the animals I'm about to name, they have really decent parents. And so the parents watched out for them instead of abandoning them. So in the case of alligators, their parents will watch them until they're about two years old and they're big enough to try and survive on their own. With the albino humpback they found, it was able to swim in its group and it's able to survive. Giraffe, they found an albino giraffe and put a tracker on it to make sure that no one was hunting it in 2020. It's still very much alive and it's only able to survive because it had parental care. But most animals do not survive when they are different colored. They just don't. That's why... Um wild wild type fish especially are so incredibly rare because there's not a lot, excluding some species parental care is pretty rare in fish and um fish start out very very small and being yellow when you need to be brown is um 
definitely a huge detriment. That's re- there's a reason why fishing lures are brightly Yeah, it's colored. not great. It's important for people to see that with these animals. So if you ever get a chance to see an animal where that pigment doesn't look right, you snap a picture because chances are it might not make it to the next day. It's amazingly. Oh, I linked um I linked a picture of a because a lot of cervids are sort of red green colorblind. So I linked one in the um in the chat on the channel if you two. Want to click I clicked on it. Whoa! I don't. Oh, that is. I don't want to be a deer. I do not want to be a deer. I don't want to be red green t- colorblind either. We're tigers. That is not okay. I'm seeing how a deer sees and y'all. Oh no, that tiger blends in. Yeah, I believe pigs have this. Uh, pigs have a similar visual style. Yeah. All right. Chris, we went a little Lucas and Don heavy, but we're... we're... Oh, no, the, uh, what I was going to say is, you know, you're talking about the how um, the brightly colored makes you stick out, and that's not so good for your survival. I mean, think about how all the shiny hunters react when you see one pop up in the overworld. Now, imagine instead of catching it to keep it alive and be your friend, you're going to eat it. Like, everyone freaks out when that shiny, like, skun tank shows up. And just instantly runs over. That's that's what's happening in the in the wild. Yeah, and I think that's honestly a pretty good segue because with shiny hunting, like that took off. Oh, was it Gen three or Gen two where it really took off? I don't. I think Gen two is still like too new. And then Gen, I feel like it was pretty new in Gen two. Gen three probably picked off a little bit more. I would imagine. I didn't really. I, I remember I got my first non-red Gyarados shiny ever. It was in Gen two or Gen three, and it was a shiny Slugma. My sister also found a shiny Slugma, and we were convinced that like pink Slugma. We didn't know about shinies. We like really. We just thought pink Slugma was like a rarer kind of Slugma because we both found. I it. got a shiny Zubat in Gen five, and that was my first uh, shiny. I caught a shiny Spearow in Pokemon Go today, and I never find overworld shinies, so I was excited. Gen 4 might have actually been when shiny hunting, like, really kicked off, because that was when they introduced the first way to uh, increase your chances of getting Which shiny. is an excellent... Yeah, they made it, they made it much easier. That's an excellent point. talking point, because those of you who are shiny hunting know full well that without your charms and your sandwiches and your save techniques, this would be a nightmare. There is a 1 in 4,096 chance in the current game to catch them. And that's lower than what it used to yeah, be. Yeah, this is them nerfing it. Now, or, or you just play Pokemon Go on Community Day. Shut up. <laughs> that's how I get my... There's a, another path to shinies that some would consider unnatural. We don't talk about them. <laughs> you get out of here. This is a respectable business. Excuse me while we pirate this Kevin Spacey film so he doesn't get any money. But if you use the sandwiches and the charms and the mass outbreaks, you get down to a 1 in 500 chance. So that's a way to spend your Saturday doing that. Honestly, when I get a shiny Pokemon, I usually just save it and trade it for, like, statted out Pokemon that someone else trained. Because for me, I'd rather have a battle-ready Pokemon than a shiny Pokemon. So in Pokemon, like, obviously, they make it hard for you to find because, well, it's a challenge. You find one they're rare. In, if you are taking the games as real, like if you're taking it as real world, the reason you wouldn't find them is probably because most shinies would be eaten or killed before they even reached level two because they're just, you know, they're easily spotted. I mean, if anyone's just looked at a list of the shinies at the, gee, I wonder how the Geodude got found. It's bright gold on a mountain. It probably got mined with a pickaxe like before it even reached level five. Yo, what's that nacho cheese rock? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I'm just scrolling down. Let me. Oh my god, I'm just remembering like 
you do horde battles and you'd find the shiny Geodude and then the other four would just magnitude his ass before like you could do anything about it. Yeah, not not fun. Oh god, I mean look at look at Nuzleaf. Like a bright orange mask just standing out there. Look at Routes. Look at any of them. Like just scroll through. Most of these Pokemon would be dead on arrival because they would just be stuck out and easily seen. Weirdly enough, the ones that would survive would be the ones that looked like barely have changed. And we'll be talking about them in just a moment. But it's still, it's so weird. I, I love it to death, but it's still fun and weird that like in the game, it's like, nope, they would completely be dead. That's why it's rare to find them. I, I, I like it. I mean, let's be honest. Like if someone found a shiny low punny, good chance they'll just catch it and keep it. They're not going to like let it go. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why water Pokemon. Oh no, we'll, we'll get to that dumbness. On the note of pink, though, like it really is like no pink water types are. Why did they do that? I think it was like an, the early version. I think it was like the what? However, they did the palette swap thing for the first two gens, and that just set a precedent. They're just like these are already like we're just we're just running. I mean, I guess being pink or red as a water type isn't the worst thing. I mean, you see a lot of deep sea animals are red because the color red does um filter out and it's sort of like it's better than like being black for like super deep water because you have less of a silhouette. But then you have the ones that are purple, and that's like the complete opposite end of the light spectrum. That's the last thing to disappear. Yeah, it's really which those are the ones that make sense of dying, and I guess a deep sea Gyarados would be pretty metal. But it's still one of those things where I know they didn't mean to do it. They weren't thinking about biology. They were thinking about gameplay mechanics and just ways to make you catch more Pokemon and get more hours in their game. But I still think it's such a cool talking point of like, yeah, no, this is what it would be like to shiny hunt in the real world. You'd be having to deal with these guys all day. Just hide, this, find them randomly. How the heck did you survive? Golden Cricketune. Oh, well, Pokeball catch it. It's, it's cool. I was think speaking of the pink ones, I'm thinking of a bright pink mudkip trying to. Oh, he could be in the mud. Yeah, I get. How did the blue milk tank not get taken out? It's domestic. It's a domestic animal. Yes, that's that blue. Yeah, still, like I've seen plenty of mammal disown their children, and not even the human ones. It's not that great. Humans, humans grow it for blueberry milk. Yeah. You know, there are enough Americans that think brown cows make chocolate milk. It's fine. Have you ever seen a brown cow and a chocolate milk in the same place, Lucas? Shut up. I will. Okay, normally I hate tropius, but I like that it's shiny is like greener and thus gives it more access to like photosynthesizing. Like that's actually pretty interesting. If we looked at all the grass types to see like which ones would be able to battle or photosynthesize. Like oh no, Trevenant is great. Oh my god! That's what I say. Tropius is kind of like so it's lighter colored. I feel like would that not reflect more sunlight? I feel like that richer green is a better color. Yeah, again, I'm trying to like like Snivy might be a better photosynthesizer if you pull that one up. Snivy's a lot darker. Is a little bit that darker one. It's weird. Shout out to Embor though. Blue flames, metal as heck. Well, Tangrowth is green instead of blue, so shout out to him. Yeah, no, I like. A lot of the you talked about how like the, a lot of the water ones go pink. A lot of the fire ones kind of go blue or purpley because if you think of like as fire gets hotter, it kind of goes that direction on the color spectrum. Eh, maybe. I'm trying to look at some of the other ones. I like how Diggersby. No one likes Diggersby, but I like that it goes into a snow bunny. Diggersby. I like, I like shiny Diggersby. Diggersby. Oh god. All right. So we've talked about a few that we like. 
Let's talk about ones that need to change. Let's start with Garchomp. It deserves better. The one that would survive. The one that would survive, no matter what. It's like, I honestly, like, if you pull up what Gibble looks like, like, if they had just stuck with that, it might have been okay. If you had just stuck with keeping it like, you know, okay, it goes blue, dark blue, and then... Uh, what possessed you people to just keep it the same color except oh no sorry it's belly is no longer orange it's yellow orange it's 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 too subtle like if you're gonna make a shiny garchomp you know the pokemon that's been in the meta for longer than any other pokemon has been in the meta except maybe venusaur yo okay that's not even true well i guess gengar fell off hard after they took away levitate venusaur was sort of nowhere for a long time like how uh, what, what Pokemon has continuously been like just year after year after year shows up at tournaments? Garchomp is one of the few. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, it's it's that one of the is. few. I'll say Gyarados has had a mighty fine run as well. Incineroar. Incineroar. Yeah, but like I mean, it only existed in like what 2017. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like Garchomp has just had a a good long run of being awesome. Elements has had longer than Garchomp. Yeah. yeah. Tyranitar. Okay, um, okay. Lucas is wrong. I will admit. No, no, you, no, you're right. I would say though, for most can like consistently competitively relevant, maybe Tyranitar, because Tyranitar is bad in gens where Landorus is legal. Yeah, and that's, also when, that's also when Garchomp falls off. True enough. But I would say if I could like change the coloration, I would actually give it a shiny alteration that looked made it look more like Sharpedo. Like give it like Sharpedo colorations because I think that. Having that connection of like, oh no, it's a recessive gene that gives it the coloration of a closer ancestor. I think that would be a cool little, you know, nudge, nudge. Hey, it's a giant land shark. Go nuts. I'm rolling to see what Sharpie. Oh, it's so Sharpie. Yeah, that kind of that purple. Not bad. Yeah, I think that'd be. That's much better than me wanting to make Garchomp neon green because it's. Cool. Why would you do that? Why? Because it's. Who cool. raised you this way? All right. Um, I mean, I think it would look cool that way just because that's that connection to sharks. And I think it would be really cool to have, like, to finally acknowledge, like, yes, it is a land shark. Let it look more, let it exist more as a shark than as a weird dragon. It's it's cool. I wish they acknowledged it's more as just a shark. I love this thing so much. Now, let your shark flag fly. Waylord and Garrida and Waylord and Gengar, I think they both should be white. Okay. Oh, like White Whale, yeah, I dig White it. Whale, or the albino humpback that they found, or whatever reason you want. Your lungs with blood and thunder. Oh. <laughs> Why am I not surprised you know that book? Oh, you, you, you're surprised I, I've read Moby Dick, honestly. Why am I not? No, I should not be surprised at all. I'm sure you listen to that thing as like your gym song. <laughs> <laughs> to the last, I stab it at the as you make as you do crunches. I'll, I'll, ne I'll never forget about um, I love the Futurama episode with the space whale, and she's like, I stab at the, and the whale just like still there. She's like, Do you not know I'm stabbing at the? <laughs> uh, now for Gengar. Shiny Mega Gengar, they, they changed it up and made it sick. That's what really bothers me with Gengar. They should just retroactively change Gengar. Change it to white, because honestly, when you saw a white Gengar Mega Evolve back in the day, that was scary. I didn't want to fight that. It was terrifying in a Pokken tournament. Like it, 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 Oh my gosh, yeah, that final move in Pokken was amazing and horrifying. And I wish Pokken would pop back off again. I, I, we need Pokken too. Yeah. We're never I want Pokken too. All right. 
Now, the last one, well, one of the last ones I wanted to talk about is because we kind of made fun of it, like in episode one, Spidops is bad. It's yeah. bad stats, bad shiny. Just And the only thing good about it is it's the only arachnid with eight limbs. But it's just... I will say, looking at our notes, we do not like the shinies in the Paldea region. No, I, I found them pretty underwhelming. Uh, I've complained about. I already complained before about Backscout. Like a lot of the shinies just have like a tiny color change. Yeah, it's not. I mean, okay, Spidops looks like the henchman for a low tier villain in a DC comic. Like when he's shiny. Yeah. At, at least yeah. make him brown. You know what I like about Dreadnaw? Dreadnaw's shiny looks closer to what an actual snapping turtle looks like. I think yeah. that's awesome. Like, they gave it that greater color, a little bit of red, kind of reminds me of the sliders. I think that's a nice, like, little nudge they could take, like, instead of just making a fantasy color, be like, hey, this is what it would look closer like in a live, and that's awesome. Just make it brown. Hey, if you had made it brown, it would have been better. Instead, you went purple V, and that's just wrong. Hang on, didn't we already make fun of Scovillain? We I did, talked about I how it just has jeans on. Yes, I wanted to. I wanted to say how I could make Scovelin. Okay, better. that's more positive. Let's bring some positivity to the world. So I do think that the overall design may have been like I get what they were doing with the different colored peppers, but I think that kind of blew the uh, blew the chance they had with a cool shiny because the like bell peppers and other peppers in general, but like you, it's easiest to point to bell peppers as the example. They're all like the different colors. They're all the same kind of pepper. It's just where they are in their ripening stage. Uh, green is the least ripe red is the most ripe um and i think that like the the shiny aspect of it would have been a good chance to like bring in a lot of fun with the changing ripeness of the peppers um like they don't have orange in there like that would have been cool but if you want to go a different route like they, they could make it orange for like habanero peppers or like a really really like i'm gonna burn your face off bright red and it's just kind of very the color pepper the pepper color is just very muted and it made me sad yeah it's not you know I've, i'll be honest like i'm seeing in the most cruel edge and armor Roach, i forget that they have shinies i i you saw my put them on the list yeah i did do they even have like do they have i've never seen their shinies it's just their eyes is it really look, it is get out get out of here look them up it's like their eyes are bluer and like they could have done a color swap, they could have made their flames a different color. Like I, I feel like it's such a wasted potential of a shiny. Hang on, I'm trying to look for at this. Just for such cool Pokemon. What the heck? It's just blue. It's trash. It's just blue. That's garbage. Yeah. Who did this? This is idiotic. I'm sorry. The man. It, it has blue eyes. That that's it. Did y'all yep. run? Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all didn't have time to make the game run less like a PowerPoint, but y'all had time to put blue in the eyes. I'm gonna put this anger aside. All right. So let's let's be positive, and let's talk about some some awesome shiny. Not just ones we like, but someone that like reference stuff and are just amazing beyond all reason. And shout out to Palisand. Palisand. Yes, Sandcastles in the sand just evil sandcastles in the sand though like i love how like oh yeah no this thing like brainwashes you and eats your soul it's great just hang out on the beach yeah don't don't pick up that shovel kids that'd be really fun to make like pokemon psa's of like random things like hey kids you see that shovel on the beach don't you'll be hypnotized and get killed 
hey, don't end up in that woods or you'll turn into a tree stump and kill everybody else. It's it's only only if you die. Only if you die. Don't die in the woods. Don't die. <laughs> oh, thank God, he only died right outside of the woods. He's fine. He'll be okay. But the reason I love the palo sand is because the black palo sand. It's the same as you find on volcanic islands, and there are specific beaches in Hawaii that are famous for having that black sand. It's made from volcanic material, so it makes sense that you would have shinies that are that darker volcanic color because it's a rarer kind of sand. The other one I really like is Scizor, because it's kind of like the panther of the Pokemon. Wow, green shiny fan. I don't know how I feel about this. Look, hear me out, though. I like the idea of a scissor that is now even more dangerous to fight in the forest. Like, think about it. Like, this thing can blend in perfectly with the trees now and then give you the clamps. Well, what's what's scissor's main prey, though? Because what if the prey is, like, red-green colorblind like a tiger's prey? I mean, I feel like its prey is just trees, right? I feel like it's just a giant bug eating sap. Is it? I feel like Scissor would eat meat. Maybe he just eats sap. Heracross likes sap. Heracross likes sap, too. I don't see them, like... I guess they can cut logs. Maybe they're eating bug types. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't know if the bug types would really see them that well. That'd be interesting to discuss Pokemon eyes at some point. But I think that's something cool. Like, Scizor. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. So, Scizor and Shiny Scizor standing side by side is an actual visual representation of that photo Don sent. Oh, yeah, you're right. What a deer sees. what What a human sees. I think it's I think it's cool because like melanism for panther for leopards and jaguars to get a panther with scissor it would just be living in the forest and imagine that thing just like you see it and it just disappears in the foliage and you don't have a fire type to help you good luck Uh-oh. yeah you're done now Kloitzer one Kloitzer is underloved and should be given better stats because it has a uh, right now, honestly, it's like the only water type that has a, a water move that can actually be accurate and hit hard. Since they took away Scald. Yeah, it's got Water Pulse that's boosted oh, by Megalot. Yeah, Megalot, Megalauncher, Water Pulse is like it. Like it's, That's all you got. Good luck, y'all. Yep. I mean, you have, uh, what was it? You have Chilling Water, but that's not strong. It's like it's like base 50. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's nice if you have Technician. Otherwise, no. Chilling, chilling Water... Iron Bundle, in my opinion, like it and Hydro Pump, you basically should just think about them being two hit yeah, KO. It's not because Hydro Pump, you'll miss the first one and then you'll KO, and or you'll just click Chilling Water twice. But I think Clutzer is a cool shiny because, kind of like Dreadnought, it becomes the colors of an actual pistol shrimp. It comes bright reds and blues, and it's so vibrant. I think this one they actually. Do. I really like. Shiny they chose Clutzer. really well for this one. I really appreciate the hard work they put into that one. Although it does have me thinking, what's Delmises? Sorry, I just tried to remind it like the deep- Delmises, I think like red and white and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to find where did I Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's red. The seaweed is red. And there is there are red kelp um and red macroalgae, so it's not too uh, much of a stretch. Yeah, no, I like it. It's like red tide. Oh, I would get a shiny and name it red tide. I wish Delmise was in this game. It'd be very fun with terra types. Hey, steelworker plus terra steel. Get wrecked. <laughs> but um are, are there any other ones? Because that's my, that's my list. I live in my um, So yeah, mine, and this is more of just a th- couple. I, I put a couple on here. Um, I just really like shiny chandelure. I just think it looks really good. Yeah. The uh, the orange and black, it's very Halloween sort of colors. I think the same goes out for like Pumpkaboo and like that whole lot. They all look like they got the purple color for the Halloween and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think the uh, like the white with the sort of pinkish magenta maybe eyes and the, the orange flames looks really good. 
Um, so Chandelure, I'm a big fan. Um, another Pokemon that's really been like, it was in its debut generation. I don't think we've had it in the game since, other than Snap, is Minior. Oh, that is a good one. Are you familiar with Shiny Minior? Uh, doesn't it like have, isn't it all black? It's all black with like the colors of the other Minior as like little specks all over its body. Oh, I see. yeah, it's beautiful. Really, yeah, really Shiny Minior I think is really cool. And um, outside of any lore reasons, I just like it a lot. And then also another Shiny I think is a sort of underappreciated in terms of like the Shiny Legendaries, you get into some interesting stuff. Like Shiny Groudon and Kyogre are fine. Their primal forms just look kind of cool because it's like black with the glowing gold and stuff. Same with like Shiny Rayquaza. But then you look at like Lunala and it's like this red and this yellow. And I feel like it really works because it conjures like ideas of like Blood Moon and stuff like that. Um, I don't like Shiny Solgaleo because it's also the same sort of red, but I feel like it doesn't have that extra sort of punch to it. It's, oh, it's a Hawaiian punch. It does have the Hawaiian punch. But um, I really like Shiny Lunala as well. Actually, I'm looking at the Ultra Beast as yeah. well. Shiny Feromosa just has, like, basically fancy clothes. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, am I wrong? Uh, I mean... Is it not wearing, like, it looks like it's wearing, like, nice high-waisted pants. Oh, it looks like every girl in Florida when it's, like, 40 degrees outside. <laughs> yes, that's that's basically Feromosa. Um, and then, like, the other Ultra Beasts and stuff are fine, but I really like Shiny Luna. Okay, shout-out to Buzzwall for looking like Bane. Like, having the Venom... The, the glowing gold, or the glowing green. Yeah. yeah. Oh, other other Shiny... Half complaint, half compliment. Um, The Shiny Paradoxes. I like some of the past Paradoxes. And I like what sort of what they did with the future paradoxes, and like yes, everything is chrome in the future, but like I would have liked some more variant than every single shiny future paradox just being chrome. Yeah, I mean something, anything else. Oh, stack attacker being made entirely of gold. That's big nice. stack attack fan. That's. I was gonna shout out. Uh, Nag uh, oh yeah, the B color. The, the like. Yeah, the like the yellow jacket. Yeah, color. I like Naganadal. Yeah, no, I think a lot of the Ultra Beasts have very good shinies. And then the the um is it the white star for Guzzlord? Yeah. Um like white white Guzzlord's pretty slick too. Uh, I think the the like the, I want to shout out what I think is the the best shiny overall line in the entire game. Okay, we're going to have a, probably angry messages and I will probably disagree with you but let's hear it. Galar Zigzagoon line. I like that a lot because it's Porygon colors. I so I like it because one it like th the bright pink and the bright blue just work, but it's also great because it ties in with the inspiration for Glamrock. Yes, uh, and I think it like it works with its inspiration. It looks really cool, and it's like eye popping and eye catching. I think like as an overall package, I think that's one of the best ones in the entire series. Yeah, see, I was gonna argue and put out like in the same generation Grim Snarls, but like. Yeah, but I hate Grimstar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Added him to Quilladin as Pokemon he hates. Oh, you know I hate Grimstar because it's annoying. I don't hate it because it's ugly, but it's also ugly. <laughs> okay. Uh, shout out to the person who made the shinies for the fossils in Galar because they clearly hated them as much as I do. Oh, oh also, um, speaking of Galar, I think shiny Cursal looks really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So good. I mean, like, no, like, like legit. Look at the shinies for like the mutant fossil I, freaks. I don't hate shiny Dracozolt. I think the the black and white grayscale looks good on it. Yeah, I just like 
I don't like those Pokemon to begin with because they're freaks. Yeah. So and like they ruined they ruined like four Pokemon that could have been turned into like future fossil types. So I'm angry. Like you, they wasted a Raptor, Stegosaurus, Dunkleosaurus, and a Plesiosaur for this. I was honestly half expecting we'd get their like fixed versions in this game. Yeah, that would be like no, no. The Spanish figured it out. It doesn't suck. <laughs> but, oh man, like have you seen like like slight spoilers? Have y'all seen like the Basque Legion female shinies? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. It's beautiful. I'm excited for Basque Legion. I I hope series three for VGC is Pokemon Home. I really I think do. That'd be really fun. Okay, we are starting to run low on time. So quick, any last shiny things before we wrap up? No, I think we got a good list of the shiny. Yeah, and again, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I, and honestly, I, I hope y'all like it when we ramble because we're having fun doing it too. But I think it's so cool that we have so many different opinions on these Pokemon because we have now like, it's like double the love because you can find Pokemon you wouldn't really like and then see them shinied up and like, oh, Black Charizard, would you look at that? It got even better. Or like a Pokemon you love gets shined and you're like, oh no, I appreciate my normal one even more. Like, I think it's yeah. so cool that people decided instead of fighting in the game, I'm just going to collect them, and I'm going to have a great time. And personally, there's something so, I don't know, like, what's the word? Kind of awe-inspiring when some dude shows up with, like, an entire shiny team. Like, granted, nowadays, you can just alter the stats with candies and boosters and stuff like that, but there's still something, something a little special about someone who's like, no, I'm just going to bring all shinies, because just like in Dark Souls... Fashion is the only stat that matters. Yep. <laughs> and just wait till they get clothes. <laughs> oh god, you know Pokemon would be making so much money if you could put actual hats on your like on your like anything. Like I would love to get my um Garganacle like a little top hat. How do you do? Explosion. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, before we wrap up, like we always say, thank you so much for listening. Uh we love getting the chance to do what we do. We love getting to talk science and talk about biology and the games we love. Uh, if you have people who are interested, you think you have a little fun, all our social stuff right on down below. Go on, check us out. We'll be glad to welcome you all aboard this crazy, weird podcast we help. Yes, please share share the episodes. Uh, leave us a review. Um, shout out to us on social media. Maybe share some of your favorite shinies if you want to. Oh, yeah. No, please uh, do. Yeah, like, just send us random pictures of shiny. Send them pictures of shinies you think we'll hate. We'll take those two. Engagement's engagement. Absolutely. <laughs> just literally um what's that meme of the guy with like the, the big guy with the glasses with the door open and the door closed oh like the bouncer meme thing yeah the bouncer meme of like are you it do you get are you let in just we just have that in our social media and just he'd be like hey all right post the shiny see if you're getting in <laughs> uh, i'll definitely do that i'm gonna post that i'm gonna do it <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for listening have a wonderful rest of your day or night We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thank you all. Bye.